the vital way. Where ancient wisdom meets the cutting edge to optimize your vitality and performance. There are no right ways, just better ways. Hey, I'm Logan Christopher with the Vital Way Podcast, and today I'll be flying solo. Uh, I have a very fun topic for you today. We're going to be talking about cognitive function. Uh, now that's a pretty big word, but uh, it's definitely an area of interest for myself, and I know it is an area of interest for many other people. Uh, what I mean, I'd say I was kind of always there in the background, but really enlightened this in me was seeing the movie Limitless. I don't know if you've seen this one. It was a few years ago, movie starring Bradley Cooper, and in this movie he gets a hold of a fictional drug called NZT. And as soon as he takes this drug, uh, he is amazingly smart. He goes from like a struggling, trying to be an author to writing a book in a night. He's able to seduce women easily. He develops a system for timing the market and becomes really rich and, you know, a whole bunch of other things. But it's just that idea that you could do something uh, and just have this amazing ability and thinking that goes along with it. Now, of course, it's a fictional movie, um, but people are still interested in the subject. Like, is there anything out there that can even just give you a piece of this sort of intelligence from taking something? Now, as you know, I'm fairly anti-drug. Of course, they have their time and a place, but uh, a lot of the world of uh, improving cognitive function by taking something uh, is done with drugs. Uh, they have the term nootropics, which can apply to both drugs as well as herbs. Uh, but with these nootropics, a lot of them are drugs, as I said. Uh, some of the popular ones, Provigil, uh, Modafinil, and that's about the extent of what I know that's out there. Oh, there's also the racetams like Paracetam and Aracetam, uh, a whole bunch of things that I really don't have much uh, exposure of using. Uh, the thing is with drugs, you know, they, a lot are basically untested. Now, some of these have been around for 30 or so years, maybe a little bit longer than that, and seem to have some safety to them. But even then, I try to stay away from drugs because even if it's having like a singular effect, you know, a lot of things can be happening in the background. We really don't know much when we compare that to the use of herbs, things that have been used for thousands of years and these ancient systems of knowing what these herbs do and all the different interactions, uh, that that's just really where I like to go. Um, sort of in between the world of drugs and herbs is uh, where they isolate a single component from an herb and use that. And there's certainly, uh, these are called nutraceuticals, there's certainly ones of those that can uh, help with uh, cognitive function as well, like uh, L-theanine, uh, which they can extract from green tea. It is one of the many components in there, but that can be a great one for calming. So there's just different ways of looking at these, whether you want to go with drugs, whether you want to go with nutraceuticals, or just more of the herbal natural route. Uh, I prefer that last one for the most part, and so we're going to be talking mostly about that. But before we dive into the herbs, uh, a couple things I want to say uh, before that. First of all, when I say the word cognitive function, if you're interested in this or nootropics, really what do you mean by that? What is the benefit that you're trying to get? Uh, is it to improve your memory? Uh, which even that we can go short-term memory, working memory, long-term memory, as some of these different types of memory are used in studies. Uh, are you looking to improve your creativity? 
uh, just being able to come up with new ideas that can help you in different areas of your life. Are you looking to improve your attention and focus, your ability to do these things? So this goes along with the next one, like productivity. That's a, a big subject that people like to use. Herbs, definitely one of the most uh, well-known herbs being coffee, and I'll talk more about that. But uh, this can definitely help people with focus, go uh, basically put on the blinders and go deep into a project. So attention and focus, productivity, but there's definitely other aspects of that. That's kind of the, the flip side, the creativity, you know, depending on what you're working on, what sort of benefits you want to get. Uh, even motivation could be added in here. Uh, that's uh, kind of a part of cognition. So uh, can you take something that will help you be motivated to do the things you want to do or to uh, act in a sort of way that helps you be productive and what that. So really, when we're talking about nootropics, it's useful to get clear on what sort of benefit you want first, because with the different herbs or other things, you know, it depends on what sort of function you're going for. And I can talk more about these things and which herbs will be specific to more of these different areas as we go along. Another aspect that's super important is when we're talking about taking something in order to improve whatever sort of cognitive function, you have to realize that this is only a small aspect of what's important. It's really that like last five, 10% boost you can get out of these things. If you don't have the foundation, if you don't have the basics down, then it doesn't matter what you take. Uh, one way you can think about this, right, is uh, compared to weight loss. Uh, lots of people, you know, these are definitely big markets, but going out there with weight loss herbs or weight loss drugs. And are these things going to actually work? Well, if a person doesn't eat right, doesn't do any of the other stuff, no amount of pill popping is really going to get them in the right place. And if, you know, it did actually do that, then it would be definitely causing some other big side effects in doing so. Uh, so it's the same with our thinking and cognition. While herbs can certainly improve these different areas, if you don't have the basics down, then you're really you're you're looking at the wrong thing. You want to make sure you cover that foundation well, and then add these things on top of it. So what are those basics? Well. Uh, just the basics of health are going to be super important. Uh, good luck thinking great when you don't get the proper amount or quality of sleep that you need. I mean, that's one of the first things that can begin to go. Um, same with water, another foundational thing. If you're dehydrated, there goes your cognitive function. With just a small percentage of dehydration in your body, you're not going to be able to think as well. And then, of course, the all-important area of diet. If you're eating the wrong sort of foods, that's definitely going to impair your cognition. Most people don't really or have not yet built up the awareness to see that they eat a food and feel what is happening in their body. But uh, if you really work at this a little bit, you can begin to say, oh, I ate this food and then an hour later, or maybe right after, that's when you can sometimes tell, but uh, an hour later, two hours later, or maybe a couple of days later, my thinking was more foggy. Uh, this can happen with different foods that you have some sort of intolerance for, you know, the big ones being things like gluten, dairy, also lectins that can be in uh, the nightshade family, tomatoes, that sort of thing. All these things can definitely affect how you think. Um, one of the areas that has become more popular in health circles these days is uh, talking about leaky gut. This is where food particles as, and toxins are 
passing through the gut wall, getting into our body. Well, a similar sort of thing can happen with the uh, blood-brain barrier. You can have a leaky blood-brain barrier. That means things that aren't supposed to be crossing that barrier are now crossing your barrier, and that certainly can affect your cognition as well. So before we get into any of the herbs, nutraceuticals, or drugs, anything, definitely you want to take care of these foundations as best as you can. And that doesn't mean you can't do the other things at the same time. It's just make sure you're paying attention to that. So if you're taking herbs to improve your cognition, then focus that cognition on improving the foundation. And I think that's a good way to go with them. Uh, another somewhat basic, but uh, I do want to mention because it's a big subject for us at Superman Herbs is the importance of the hormones. Uh, now most people think of like testosterone for its sexual effects and for its uh, athletic effects, but it's also a neurohormone. It definitely works on the mind. Uh, deficiency in testosterone leads to things like depression, uh, anxiety, that sort of thing. So you want to make sure and do the work to have the hormones optimized as well, because if you don't have that sort of foundation, once again, it's going to be hard to want to be active and creative and all that stuff if you don't have the right testosterone going. Okay. With all that said, now let's finally dive into the herbs and how these can help. Uh, I'll start with some of the herbs that we currently have at supermanherbs.com, uh, but I'll also be talking about ones we'll have in the near future, and also some other herbs that we just don't even have plans to uh, uh, carry, but can definitely fit into this category and what all these different herbs can do. Uh, the first up is Shizandra. Uh, I really like this herb because it does so many different things. And this is also one of the reasons why I like the herbs more than, say, drugs or even the single nutraceuticals is uh, you can take them for improving cognition in the different ways, uh, but you're generally going to have side effects. And by that, I mean positive side effects. They're going to have other helpful effects within your body, uh, which is a very cool thing. So Shizandra does so many things great for the liver. Um, it, I mean, in Chinese medicine, it enters all 12 meridians, nourishes all five elements. So it's a huge thing. Uh, and as an adaptogen, it uh, really seems, for me, it, it works a little bit more on that mental level rather than the physical level, like some of the other adaptogens. And it certainly does both, but I think of it more as uh, that sort of mental brightness. Um, in Chinese medicine, uh, we have the Shen. The Shen is housed in the heart, and in Chinese medicine, the mind is housed in the heart. That's basically what's going on with the Shen, versus, you know, in the West, we just think, like, everything is in our head. Um, so, with the heart and the Shen, that's really an uh, important component of Shizander, because it also has all three treasures, Jing, Qi, and Shen, which not a lot of herbs have all those. So it can really help support that mental clarity. And that's that's uh, a big focus of a lot of the herbs, just being able to clear the mind to sort of get rid of distractions. Um, one of my friends described it, you know, it was kind of like coffee, but without the buzz. So it just, I would say it's a great herb for helping uh, that sort of focus that you may need um, in all sorts of different ways. Uh, not just necessarily narrow-minded focus. I certainly think it could be applied to more big picture, like creative type of work, but it's going to sort of clear those cobwebs away. Uh, interesting enough, Shizandra is also good for uh, night vision, uh, which may or may not be related. I mean, the eyes basically 
are extensions of the brain tissue. So I certainly think it's uh, working on that level. And uh, one of the issues with the eyes, why so many people have problems is the eyes are, uh, they have uh, very tiny capillary beds, uh, extremely small things. So if your uh, blood is clogged up, becomes more sludgy, uh, this definitely happens in people that are diabetics, right? These blood cells can't really get into the eyes and that's why uh, diabetics can begin to go blind as well as have neuropathy in other parts of their body. The blood flow is not getting there. So Shazandra is sort of helping on this level. It helps with that circulation, uh, which is attached to the heart, obviously. So it's, it's working on so many different levels. Uh, I mean, in Chinese medicine, even the liver, that's certainly going to play a role in uh, mental thinking as well, because if the liver is backed up and it's uh, need to detox as well as sort of distribute the chi from the food throughout the body, uh, if it can't do this to the brain, to the functions of the brain, then you're not going to be thinking clearly. Uh, my next herb on the list is lion's mane mushroom. Uh, as I said, all the medicinal mushrooms really have some great immune system modulating effects, but lion's mane is pretty unique in that it helps with nerve growth factor. Now, this mushroom has been studied and is currently being even more so studied uh, for helping uh, with people with, uh, what is it, um, Alzheimer's and dementia. Uh, my memory went for a little bit right there. Uh, so lion's mane really helps with these uh, because it stimulates the nerves to grow and be able to regrow, repair, and everything that's needed in that, which is uh, unique among the mushrooms. There's certainly some other herbs that do this, uh, but lion's mane is very cool for this. So lion's mane is something I've been taking fairly regularly. One thing I noticed with it is when I'm taking the lion's mane regularly, my memory just seems to be a little bit quicker, a little bit more on than at other times when it's not. And I'd say in general, my memory is pretty on, like uh, when I'm searching for a word, just like I was searching for Alzheimer's and dementia right there. Uh, typically, that, that comes pretty quickly. Uh, but like I said, lion's mane, I tend to notice that uh, this seems to work a little bit better when I'm on it than when I'm not. So the idea is you don't need to wait till you have dementia or Alzheimer's and things are starting to go. If you're supporting it with something like lion's mane, then things are just going to work better the whole time and you'll be good to go into your old age. Now, my absolute probably of all the herbs, and it's hard to say, but my favorite nootropic is Bacopa, which is an Ayurvedic herb. Uh, this one I've only been using for a relatively short amount of time compared to some of the others. Uh, but what's interesting about this is uh, with nootropics that are, you know, like um, put together for supplements and usually they use isolated nutrients and nutraceuticals. Bacopa is one that is often included in its entirety just because it is so awesome in that way. Uh, Bacopa in many ways, I'd say what I feel from it is a similar sort of effect as Shazandra, sort of that mental clarity, that ability to focus. Uh, the a, a few months ago, I was down in San Diego and uh, networking at an event, had a little bit too much to drink. My friend was quite hungover the next day. Uh, anyway, I gave him a little bit of a copa and he's like, immediately he felt better. His mind was clear and uh, he just felt uplifted from that. And that's the kind of effect. One thing I've been noticing is if people are sort of 
out of it in some sort of way, like being hung over or some way not in their normal state, I think oftentimes that is a good time in which to feel the effects of some herbs. Uh, so, you know, get hung over in order to test your herbs. Uh, <laughs> But seriously, Bacopa is its such a great herb, and that's something we're going to have soon at uh, supermanherbs.com. I can't wait for it to come in, because I had a small supply myself, uh, but ran out of that, and that's just something that, oh, it's, it's awesome. Can't wait for you to try it. Um, similar but different herb, uh, I mean, a lot of these have similar effects, but slightly different, is go-to cola. Um, this is another herb in Ayurveda, and actually at times these have been confused. Uh, another name for Bacopa is Brahmi, uh, named after their god, one of the gods, of course. Uh, sometimes Brahmi is used to describe go-to cola as well, although these are definitely two different plants. Um, so with go-to cola, this is more of a meditative plant in my mind. Uh, definitely corresponds to the seventh chakra. Uh, it, this has been used historically and still to this day for that meditative nature. You take go-to cola, it's going to help you with that focus, but definitely a calm sort of focus, a, a ability to go inward, an ability to really tune in to what you're trying to tune into. So it's uh, absolutely great for that. Um, it's, it's hard to say exactly what the difference is between that and Bacopa. I think they're definitely both in this category, but slightly different effects. So with the Bacopa, I feel like that's a little bit more of an ability to focus outward. Go to Cola, a little bit more ability to focus inward. Uh, but these are just my experiences. Other people may have some different experiences and, uh, with many of these, uh, it hasn't been a long time of experimenting with them, so definitely uh, you may want to talk to some other people that are doing them. So another adaptogen that is great for mental focus, and this has actually been studied for quite a bit uh, more in Russia and surrounding areas than in the West, is rhodiola. Now, rhodiola, usually rosea, but uh, some of the other varieties are used, like the Tibetan varieties. This is a pretty amazing herb. It's one of the classic adaptogenic herbs. Uh, it definitely helps on that physical level uh, with like physical fatigue and work capacity, but it absolutely also works on the mental level, like mental fatigue, uh, mental work capacity, and it really helps with these things. Um, one of the things that we heard back from athletes that were taking our Hercules formula and then the Hercules II formula the second of which has rhodiola in it, uh, is uh, they liked that it seemed to help them a little more to concentrate during the workouts. And that was really from the rhodiola in there as well. So uh, definitely great for endurance, but also this sort of mental concentration, the ability to uh, not become fatigued mentally. I'd say that's a big, big effect of rhodiola. So that is a great herb for that. Uh, we, a few other herbs, lemon balm. Uh, this is one that grows in the over here in the U.S. Uh, this is a fun herb. It's a little bit different, and that's what I want to do in listing these herbs. Give you sort of different points of view and ways that herbs may support cognitive function. Lemon balm is really just one that allows you to be calm. I mean, think of lemon balm. Think calm. It's really just something that allows stress to not sort of affect you 
much at all. I'd say in some ways, definitely the other herbs can help with this too, but lemon balm just feels good. You just smell some lemon balm and you feel uplifted. You feel great, uh, like not a care in the world. And that can be a good state for certain things, like I'd say creativity. It may not as much be the sort of uh, hard-driven focus you want for some things where you want to be productive, but uh, once again, depends on what you're going for. Uh, so ro uh, lemon balm is like that. Rosemary is another one which uh, most people are familiar with. Uh, but rosemary is uh, sort of a circulatory stimulant, helps with the circulation. Rosemary, I mean, does a whole lot and it definitely uh, works all over the body, but it seems to stimulate the mind as well. Now the effect is fairly subtle. I'll say that with all these herbs. I mean, unless you're getting extremely concentrated extract, Oftentimes the effects are pretty subtle. That goes back to what I was saying, like it's a 5%, 10% effect on what you're doing. But it, it can, you can still feel it if you're tuning into what's going on. So rosemary's definitely along those lines. I mean, just smelling rosemary, that's the thing with rosemary and lemon balm, uh, since they grow around, you know, where I live and probably many of you listening to this, uh, you can get the effects through smelling the herbs to some degree. Uh, so these are definitely ones that have that aromatic component to it, as opposed to, say, lion's mane, not very aromatic. <laughs> um, so smelling the herbs, uh, certainly the essential oils, uh, that's another thing you can work with to some degree. Um, I, I mentioned coffee before. Coffee is kind of one of our classic nootropics because it is definitely being useful for that. Uh, the caffeine being the active ingredient, but there's so much more. So the caffeine is great as sort of a driver for really being a stimulant in this effect. Great for that uh, mental focus, for that productivity that you may want. What I like to use coffee for is... Uh, where I kind of want to single-mindedly focus on some sort of project. I definitely wouldn't say it's a great thing for creativity, at least not for me uh, specifically. But if I am if I know what I'm doing ahead of time and I can just kind of get into the zone a bit better with coffee uh, to a slightly lesser degree, same thing with green tea or black tea. Uh, you know, these also have caffeine just on a lesser level, so that can help with that in a more subtle way. So depending on your tolerance to caffeine, one of these may be better suited to you than another. Uh, another reason I like to use coffee is sort of as a driver uh, because of the effects of caffeine as well as what else is in it and sort of its affinity for the brain. I would say taking this along with some of the other nootropic herbs uh, can be a great way to work with them. Uh, for instance, when I do my coffee in the morning, I often will throw lion's mane in there. I've definitely worked with uh, Bacopa, Gotu Cola, you know, a lot of other herbs as well, not necessarily for the cognitive benefits. Uh, it can be a great way to take your herbs. Uh, but if you're going for these benefits, I do recommend you try that as well. Uh, a couple other herbs, Tulsi, another one from Ayurveda, one of the principal adaptogen herbs it is it far ranging effects one of which it can definitely help with the mind uh ginkgo biloba that's a pretty uh well-known herb that's supposed to help with uh, memory um the name biloba actually comes because the leaves have two lobes uh sort of a signature for the brain because we have two lobes there um, some of these 
stuff with that. Some of the studies, you know, in some of these herbs I looked at studies, one thing that was interesting that, that sort of showcases uh, why standardized extracts may not always be the best is that uh, with a standardized ac extract, they are looking for whatever the active constituent is, which is just whatever scientists figure has the most active effect. And some, you know, they usually do this working with cells or rats, that sort of thing. Uh, but this idea means that, oh, if this is active, then everything else is inactive, therefore not important. So let's just make sure uh, we have sometimes even the most, like 80% active ingredient, which is a extremely strong extract. This is compared to something where you have an extract, but it's of everything that's in the plant. It's not concentrated or isolated to this one thing with everything else downplayed. So uh, in one of the studies I was looking at with ginkgo, the uh, sort of full spectrum extract had better results than the standardized one. Uh, and another herb that can be worth playing with is sage. Sage in its different forms certainly can have some uh, great effects. I mean, usually it's not taken as much internally as it's used, like uh, Native American smudging things, but it's definitely considered one of these uh, cognitive boosting herbs as well. Uh, certainly some other things can play into this. Uh, stress being a big factor in so many people's lives. Uh, working with any of the adaptogens, I mean, I mentioned a few of them here, Shazandra, Rhodiola, Tulsi. Uh, these can definitely help on that level as well as having some sort of nootropic effect. Another area of focus would be, as I mentioned earlier, the Shen. Uh, in Chinese medicine, they have a couple different types of Shen herbs. There's the uplifting ones and then the stabilizing ones. Uh, Shen stabilizers are more for really people that have like anxiety, worry all the time, that's going to stabilize that shen so they're not being so shooken up by everything that's going on, as opposed to the uplifting ones. These are more just in general expanding of the shen uh, and can have that effect. Uh, one of the herbs that's sort of a classic shen one is reishi, especially the wild reishi having even more of this ability. I'd say the wild reishi is more of the uplifting shen, uh, while cultivated ones certainly have shen effects, but it's more of that stabilizing factor in there as well. Uh, really, you know you're working much better as far as stress-wise when things that used to bother you just don't bother you anymore. Uh, I mean, really, I'd say most people I come across, most people out there, stress out more over things that really aren't that important. So uh, working with some of these different adaptogenic herbs, different shen herbs can certainly help with that. And if you're not being bothered by the crap that's out there as much, then in general, you're going to be able to function much better cognitively and otherwise. So just a couple ideas on that. Uh, the last thing I want to finish up with here is kind of going back to the idea, you know, you really need the foundations, the basics, if you're looking for cognitive function and these herbs certainly can help, I'm very excited about them and what they can do because, I mean, if you're already working at a, sort of an elite level through having a good foundation through some of the things I'm about to talk about, then you take an herb on top of that, that, you know, added 5-10% can be a big, big difference. Uh, so I wanted to just make a couple book recommendations that can help people because 
as great as the herbs are, I mean, if if your thinking is crap, then, you know, how, how well are you going to perform cognitively in any sort of way? So the all these different aspects that go into it, I'd say this is probably one of the most better. If you want to get better at uh, your memory, for instance, practice working your memory, you can do things such as um, learning how to memorize an entire deck of cards. This is something I've done in the past. It can be a fun exercise, you know, once you've done it, then, you know, you, you can keep going forward with it, certainly get faster, and they have uh, world memory championships and all that, but these are all skills that can be learned. Yes, people start off in some ways smarter than others, you know, you may have a higher or lower IQ than another person, but we know it's not all about IQ, and even IQ seems to be malleable, but we have things like emotional intelligence as well, EQ, right, from uh, Daniel Goleman, I believe it was, uh, so everyone has advantages and disadvantages and different things, but the belief that helps out is that all these things are trainable skills that you can increase and do things about them. So learning how to think, learning how to be productive, learning how to be creative, learning how to memorize, these are all going to make you much better at these things. So just kind of a smorgasbord of books. I was just looking over my library here. But How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, classic book by Dale Carnegie, uh, probably almost a 100 years old at this point. But there's such great stuff. If you are a person that worries, has anxiety, uh, and feels that these things are holding you back, uh, the information in that book is golden. I mean, this book is worth reading for just about anyone, but stuff like the worry formula love that's in there just solid gold there's a reason why this book from 100 years ago is still around and you can probably buy this on amazon for a penny or something like that plus shipping um i'm a huge fan of neuro-linguistic programming a lot of you may not know this but i'm a neuro-linguistic programming trainer master practitioner been involved in this for quite some time and the deeper i go the better results i get out of it because NLP is a model about modeling, basically. It's a model about thinking. It's going in into the details of how you think and being able to work with that much better than just getting trapped in sort of the content of that. So this huge amount, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty big field in there, lots of different skill sets and all that. Uh, but this is definitely something I'd say worth integrating. If you want to improve your cognitive function, these different things like memory creative, creativity, uh, attention, motivation, focus, NLP is going to have uh, a wide variety of drills that can definitely help you get there. So I recommend investigating that. Pretty good place to start is the user's manual for the brain, volume one. This is by L. Michael Hall and Bob Bodenhammer. Uh, it's a pretty big manual. Um, it's actually basically a practitioner course in a manual, but it's a great foundation and it's readable. Uh, one thing about NLP is the first few NLP books were very difficult to get through. They weren't, they're more academic. They're not very user friendly. Um, but this book is, you know, there, there's a lot of good NLP books out there. There's a lot of not so good NLP books out there. This would be a good place to start for many people. Uh, a couple other ideas. Uh, once again, just go, looking through my bookshelf, D. Bono's Thinking Course. Uh, this, I mean, kind of the title says it, it's a thinking course. It's a course about how to think and different ways you can do that. De Bono's a pretty famous guy in the field. Uh, how to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci by Michael Gelb. 
Once again, title kind of says it all. Leonardo da Vinci, a famous Renaissance man that did a wide range of different things. I like to think of myself as a Renaissance man in some aspects. You know, I haven't really gone for the art or music as much, uh, though I plan to at some point. <laughs> but uh, really, I think there's a lot of benefit from not specializing in a single thing, but going kind of wide. So uh, thinking like Leonardo da Vinci can be a very useful skill set. This book will teach you how. Uh, another book I really liked is The Einstein Factor by Win Winger. Uh, a lot of cool drills and things you can do in this book. I mean, this is where I learned that, you know, if you like hold your breath underwater, uh, it forces blood flow to the brain so it can improve thinking in a moment like that. A lot of very cool stuff in here. Uh, Super Learning by Sheila Ostrander, another great book, tons of drills and all that. Um, and I probably have at least twice as many as that I could talk about, but uh, that's probably more than enough to get you started. If you guys have extra questions on this topic, you can always reach out to me uh, via the website and check that out. But I hope this gave you sort of an overview of how I think about nootropics and cognitive function, the herbs that can help as well as, you know, different studies or uh, practices and different things that are important to lay that foundation before you even get to the herbs and nutraceuticals. That's going to wrap it up for me. This is the Vital Way Podcast. As always, we appreciate a review on iTunes if you care to do that. Uh, just head on over there, leave that. That helps other people find the show, can help spread the word so we can get uh, solid thinking information and herbal information out to more and more people so that I can improve their health and performance, cognitive and otherwise. Thanks for listening.